And now, a message from our special guest speaker. Sweet. Well, hi, everyone. This is weird. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm really thankful for this opportunity. Josh asked me like a good five weeks ago. Sorry, I'm not used to wearing these. I'm usually in tap shoes if I'm wearing a mic on my face. Uh, <laughs> not today. Uh, Josh asked me about five weeks ago if I'd be willing to preach, and I said, yes. I would, because I do believe in the messages we're talking about and about share the hope. I believe in the power of music. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. I believe in the power of the Bible, which is the reason I wrote these songs. They're based on these passages of scripture. So I'm going to be talking a, a lot about the album today. I'm probably going to be sharing about 5% of the things in my brain and the things that I've thought through and I've thought about and that we've experienced with this project, but I wanted to share about this project and about the songs and the heart behind them, the vision behind this Share the Hope album, but also I wanted to hopefully instill some hope in all of you, bring some hope to you today and to remind you of what your hope is and to give a little bit of the vision of, of sharing that hope, of bringing that to other people, not just, of course, we wanna start with being thankful, right? But also taking that thankfulness and giving it away, giving away that hope that you've been given. We've been given a gift. Hey, wow, you read my mind. I brought up with me a weekly study guide. These are awesome. As I said, I'm not going to be sharing everything in my brain. There's a lot of scripture that I love, and I wanted to um, just kind of give you a plug for this. Hopefully you do this in your community groups that you're in, or if you want to take one for yourself. There's a lot of scripture in there, and the Bible is powerful, right? Good, you're with me. These are my original notes for my sermon, and these are today's notes. So here we go. I have the power of editing. Isn't that great? Uh, so yes, my name is Anna. I've been on staff here almost four years. I grew up in a pastor's family. My dad's a pastor. He's probably watching right now, so hi, Dad. Um, I grew up, my parents are awesome. They loved me very well. They raised me in a Christian home to the best of their abilities. Nobody's perfect. But I really am so thankful for my background. And I remember, I don't remember a time that I didn't pray. I don't remember a time that I didn't feel like I had a connection to God. But I do feel like through my life, there have been moments where the Lord has spoken to me and drawn me closer to him. And you might have a story where you were like, what we might call like off the deep end, right? So you're like totally going one direction and then there's this light that switches on, right? And you're, woo, going the other direction. And it's kind of a radical story. I don't have one of those stories. I have a story of a faithful family, of a church family that loved me, supported me, of a God that had mercy and faithfulness toward me. And wherever you fall, kind of like me, you're kind of like the radical, you, your story matters, and your story is a story of the grace of God, the mercy of God, and why am I saying that today? Because your story can bring people hope. Your story can be a story of the grace of God, and I think sometimes even as, like even myself, church people, we can kind of minimize the power of a life of God being faithful. And sometimes there's these powerful stories we hear and they're awesome and I love those, but there's also power in a family that loves Jesus together and raises children in the ways of God. And I'm so, so thankful for my family and just for the work of God. So um, 
as I said, mostly I'm talking about this album, Share the Hope. Uh, excuse me, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sometimes I talk really fast and then I just can't breathe. It's really awesome. So, I believe in the power of music. I don't know, does anybody else believe in the power of music? Awesome. We spend like almost half a service every week singing, right? Singing together. We believe here in the power of unified, Jesus-centered worship. Don't we, worship team? Yeah. Oh, wow, everybody answered. Awesome. The worship team and everyone believes in the power of music. I believe that music can be a tool for people who have something to say. Music can be a tool for people who have something to say. We have the hope of the world in us. We have a story of the grace of God. Our lives, our testimonies are a witness that God has a desire that all will be saved. God has a desire that this world will be restored. God has a desire that people don't live in darkness and in hopelessness. God has a desire that we are revived and that we know him and that we have hope. And I think that's really, really important and I believe those messages. I believe in the power of the Bible Bible, and I believe that it can change us from the inside out. And so that's what I have to say. <laughs> and so I believe that we can use music to express these messages that we so deeply believe in. So I'm going to ask you four questions today. Okay, that's the number four. Let's read a verse together. First Peter 3.15 says, I'm going to read it, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. That's a key part right there. Do this with gentleness and respect, but be prepared. So 1 Peter 3.15 is the NIV. That's what we just read. So my first question to you today is, do you have hope? Yes. Awesome. Good job answering. I love it when people respond to my questions. <laughs> Super great. <laughs> Do you have hope? Yes. So many of you answered yes. It's amazing. If there's any hesitation in you today, do I have hope? Well, I feel kind of hopeless today. Maybe you know Jesus and you still feel a little, you know, maybe there's some stuff going on and that's okay. If that's really where you're at, it's okay to be honest about that, to feel a little, I've been there. <laughs> I've been in places where I've been asking a lot of questions I never thought I would ask, right? It's okay to be in those places and that's why I'm here today to hopefully restore some hope to you. Um, but maybe you don't know Jesus at all. I'm looking around and I see mostly familiar faces, but maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus at all. You don't know the hope at all that's in Jesus. And in that case, stay tuned. So number two, what is your hope? All right, if I asked one of you, just called you right out, Kyle, to come up here and I gave you, just kidding, don't do it. If I gave you, <laughs> you are ready. That was awesome. Always be prepared. First Peter 3.15. If I give you 30 seconds to come up here and tell me what is your hope in words, like what, what actually is it? If you had an opportunity, you have 30 seconds, you have five seconds, you have two minutes to give your hope to somebody, what do you actually say? Because I think, nope, I don't want you to answer. I'm thinking. It's a thinking pause. Right. What is your hope? Because I think sometimes we have hope, we feel hope, we know the love of Jesus, but we don't actually think about how to actually 
explain this to somebody, right? It's like, oh, that's the pastor's job. I'll just bring someone to church and like Hill or she'll tell them, right? She'll, they'll talk about the hope at the church because that's their job. That's what they do. They're professional public speakers, obviously. <laughs> and so, <laughs> zing. So maybe you've just never thought yourself about what is the hope that you have. Hopefully, you have some biblical reasons for the hope that you have. You have some ideas of like, okay, well, this is the Bible, what the Bible says about who Jesus is. And hopefully, as I started with, you have some personal reasons. You have a personal testimony of the hope that God has given you. Because when I said, do you have hope? You guys were like, yes, you were ready. So what is it? Have you put thought into your story, your testimony? What is the hope that you have? 90% of the ways, you guys, that you're going to share hope, as we're talking about this whole month, is relational. It's conversational. It's through friendships and relationships and normal everyday life. Most of the ways that we bring hope to people is through our attitude, it's through our actions, it's through our words, it's through those small choices that maybe we think don't matter, but they really do. They really make a difference in the lives of people around us. So what is your hope? Number three, do people see your hope? This one can be a little bit harder to answer because you don't always know what people see. But when was the last time that someone noticed something different about you? When was the last time someone saw you and said, hmm, you seem like positive about something when you probably should be stressed out. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're fake. We don't need to be like, everything's great all the time. No, you might have some things going on. As I said, you might feel a little hopeless sometimes, but what is the hope that you're actually clinging to? Because people should see something different about our lives, right? If we have this eternal living hope inside of us, some things in our lives should look different than the common culture around us, right? Things should look different in our lives than the dark attitudes of the world that can be so present, right? So the fourth question is, how are you intentionally sharing hope? If you have hope and you know what it is and people see it in you, are you prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have? And are you actually going out of your way for those 10% of the time right? Because 90%, remember, is kind of relational sharing hope. But the 10% of the time when you're intentionally trying to find ways to share hope. As I said, I believe in the power of music, and that is one way recently <laughs> that we have tried to share hope with people. We believe in the messages of these songs, and we wanted to share those things. The reason that I personally wanted to do this project is because of a little parable Jesus told in Matthew 25. It's not on the screen, but it's the parable of the talents. So we all have this God-given gift or lots of God-given gifts. It's not about how much or how little. It's just you have what you have. Every one of you has something in your life, in your hands. God's just given to you. As a kid, as a teenager, I would hear songs or you know simple melodies or something, and I could just sit down at the piano and kind of find it in a couple minutes. That's a, just a gift that God gave me of a musical ear. I'm not like so incredibly amazing, wonderful, but I have a, like a real gift that God's given me. And I did this awesome thing. I'll tell you, it's a real secret. This is how I got to where I am today. I know, up here, no. Um, <laughs> doing what I do, I'll tell you this thing I did, okay? Probably like 60% of the days since I started playing piano. There's this awesome thing you can do 
whatever, you, whatever skill you have, I'm going to tell you about it. You can do this thing every day. And what it is, is practice. <laughs> I know. So if you actually have a God-given gift, God says you got to do something with it. Right? In the parable of the talents, the guy who had one didn't do anything with it. He buried it. He said, oh, that doesn't really matter. It's not enough. I don't really trust the guy who gave it to me, so I'm just going to bury it. And what did God say to him in the parable? God says, you're wicked and lazy servant. <gasps> I don't want God to say that to me. Right? And so whatever you have, you might have administrative skills, you might have creative skills, you might have people skills, you might have athletic skills, you might have whatever, and maybe you don't know what it is yet, and you're still kind of asking the Lord to show you what, what can you use, what can you do, but it matters. You have something that you have to give, but you have to put a little work in to share that and to bring hope to people through those ways, whatever that is for you. So about two years ago, I was meeting with Josh, and he was like, so what are some like, passions that you have or skills that you have that you feel like you're maybe not using right now? And I was like, uh, well, <laughs> songwriting. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've written songs for a long time, but um, they all come from a very personal place. They're kind of like, honestly, part of my devotional time a lot of the time. It's just like my prayer life kind of in song form. And so they're very personal to me when I write a song, and so, so it's a little scary to let people hear them for the first time. And he's like, well, just send me a few. Like, maybe, maybe you should be doing more of this. And I said, okay. And so I emailed him three songs, and um, he said, well, I think I really like that one um, now to him. And I, of course, I hear that, and I'm like, I think I like You think you like it? Like, you hate it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which he did it. It was fine. It's just how he talks. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I was just telling Josh the other day, I'm so thankful for his leadership because we wouldn't be here if he hadn't asked me that question. So I, that's a personal skill I believe he has of pulling out those things in other people's lives. That could be an example for you. Maybe you're a leader and you need to ask your people some questions. Hey, what are your passions? You know, and encourage them to walk in those. That can be a skill that you have. So... We started doing Now to Him. That was, I started writing that about two years ago. So this has been a process of getting to where we are. We did that, we introduced that in May of 2018, and then we will run, we introduced August 2018. Um, and then once we had those two, we were like, well, should we, I don't know, like record something? <laughs> like it seems sad for people to come hear these songs and enjoy them, people were enjoying them, and then go home and just, Mm, there it is, just only a church, exclusive. We wanted people to be able to take them with them. If they're going to be songs of hope, songs of joy that we enjoy and we engage with here at the church, it makes sense to take it home, right? And I've always had this vision since I was a teenager. I had friends. I hope you guys have friends who don't know Jesus. But I've always had friends who don't know Jesus, and I... I would try to share with them, you know, like, like I said, relational, conversational things about the Bible, and sometimes I just felt like they mm, weren't there for it. They did not really care about what I was saying. It was just like, mm, okay, whatever, you do you, and um, it's like that's nice, thank you, but, but I really actually wanted them to have the hope that I had, and I remember thinking, man, if I like, it's not a fix all. I'm not saying that it's like going to change everything ever, but 
I, I really believed that if I had songs or an album or something that, that had these songs about Jesus, I really believed they would like me enough and support me enough to listen to that, you know? And since I do believe in the power of music, I thought, well, if I could do that, I really feel like that could be a way of sharing hope with them. And so I felt that way since a teenager. So just like background on this project, I've always felt like, Music, how many of you have ever been touched by God through music? Yes, absolutely. I've always felt that. One of the first times I felt the love of God for real was through a song. It was the song, How He Loves, and it touched my heart, and I felt the love of God, and I was like emailing my friends about it. It was awesome, and I'm so thankful for that, and I thought, well, what if these songs not just could be a blessing to you guys in this service, although, yes, absolutely, I want this to be a blessing to you. I want these songs to encourage you. I want them to instill hope in you, but I don't want it to stop here. I don't want our hope to just stay within this building. There are people outside in Fort Dodge. We had a listener from Singapore. I took a picture of our Spotify, and I was like, awesome. I met them. I know who it is, but I met them in Israel this summer. I was like, yeah, Singapore. <laughs> so I have a picture of it. <laughs> Super cool. Um, but we had, <laughs> I know them personally. It was awesome. So you just never know, right? Like you don't know who you're going to meet and who you could share this with. And they could be listening from wherever. And these songs can bring hope to people outside of these walls. Isn't that what we're here for? Like Jesus, the last thing that he said on earth was go, go into all the world and preach the good news. How do we preach the good news? Mostly relationships, mostly our friendships. 10% of the time, projects. 10% of the time, things you work at. 10% of the time, it's things you go out of your way to do that are hard, that take day after day effort. Why? Because Jesus is worthy. Because Jesus loves these people. Jesus has a heart for these people. And if we just say, oh, we have hope, but we're going to keep it to ourselves, what are we doing? (laughs) It's not, that's not why we're here. We're here to share hope. There are a lot of people who need hope. There are a lot of people. I've heard more about depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety in the past few years than I ever have. It's a real thing that people struggle with, even people close to me. And that's the reason I wrote now to him was for, I think, of one person. Every time we sing that song, it's about one person for me. And I love that person with all my heart. And I believe that God has the power to save and to make new and to restore. I believe it. But we have to do something with what we have. We can't keep it to ourselves. So then, (laughs) then we cried a lot. (laughs) Then... We're in this process, we're like, okay, so we want to record, awesome! And we're sitting in Josh's office as we were meeting about this, and we were like, so now what? <laughs> we had no idea. We were totally clueless, absolute amateurs, still are, but we learned like 10 things, and then we had a ton of help. Um, so we started calling studios, we started doing some research, we started, okay, asking a ton of questions. We, I remember this connection I had in Kansas City, which was my friend Logan, and he had drummed for me on a, a couple of my worship teams or something, and so we kind of established this connection, but it was a long process of trying to figure out how can we actually accomplish this. We have this heart, we have this vision, where do we go? We don't know, and it's okay. 
if you want to share hope and you're like, I got no idea where to go from here. The first step is being a little vulnerable and saying, I have this idea. <laughs> I have this goal. I have this thought. Maybe it could bring some people hope. Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty weak. I'm pretty weak. <laughs> I'm pretty clueless. But I have this idea. Where do we go? So we called, I called the studio in Boo, and I talked to this producer in Nashville. I talked to this guy in Kansas City. We, talked to, we asked a lot of people a lot of questions because we wanted to do it well. We wanted it to be something that people would actually enjoy listening to. And so we found the studio in Kansas City. Like I said, I'm sharing 5% of the story, right? So la, 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 la. And here we are. Uh, <laughs> Um, so it was a long process, but I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to do it, and I'm really thankful for the messages um, of these songs. So real quick, again, a plug for the weekly study guide. I did list out, I'm going to talk about these real quick, but I did list out um, the passages of scripture that all the songs are based on. There are passages of scripture that give me hope, and I believe, like I said, in the power of the Bible, and I think they can bring you hope today, too. Um, so just going through these real quick. Um, Awake is based on Psalm 103. I believe in the power of remembering who God is as you come to worship. It's not just um, what can you get out of it. <laughs> it's actually about Jesus, right? It's actually about honoring him. And so Psalm 103 just reminds us of the character of God. And as we remember who God is, that changes our outlook and it should wake us up and it should remind us of the power of God and um, just how good he is. When we say slow to anger, I know that's not a phrase we use a lot, but slow to anger just means patient, right? I don't know how many times I've been like, God, I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? And you're like, I'm just screwed up. I got some props. And the Lord is slow to anger. He's patient with us. He's so good. He's so gracious toward us. And so that's always a good place to start, right? Start with the character of God. Ha, huh, it's the first song on the album. Funny. I wonder if that was an accident. Second song is We Will Run, which is based on Hebrews 12, running the race set before us. I loved that sermon series. I love the vision of this church. I'm so thankful for Josh's leadership and just helping us to continue moving forward. I love what we talked about with my hometown, having a heart for your hometown, praying for your hometown. And this sermon series is just the natural next step, not just praying for your hometown, but actually being the answer to those prayers in any way that we can. So then we have The Nations Will Praise, which is based on Philippians 2. And this one I wanted to read because I think it's a really, really good reminder today. So Philippians 2, Paul says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God, which he had, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, under the earth, yeah. And every tongue confess, acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Sometimes I say a different version to myself. But yes, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's why we're here, right? 
Jesus is the perfect example of humility, of walking as a servant. And so whatever you feel like you have to share today, it's a real thing. It's a real thing that God's given you, but do it with humility. As 1 Peter 3.15 says, do this with gentleness and respect. Do it with humility because that's who our God is and people need to see the humility that is in Jesus because it is really life-changing when you see someone who's so powerful but so humble and I love that about Jesus. Ephesians 3.20 was the verse, um, cool, let's read it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love the Bible. I don't know if I've said that enough, but I love the Bible. I hope you guys read the Bible. It is powerful. Um, So I'm just so thankful for what Jesus has done. And I think that that message is worth sharing. I think that it's worth giving away to people. And so if you're thinking about these four questions I asked today, do you have hope? What is your hope? Do people see your hope? How are you intentionally sharing hope? Maybe that last one you're like, I think I am. I don't know. Am I? I don't know. Well, first of all, nothing that I'm saying today is meant to make anybody feel like shame or condemnation. That's not who God is, okay? But I am here to inspire you today to give you an idea that what you have is worth sharing. You know people that I don't know, that they don't know, that they don't know, right? And if you know those people, you are in their lives for a reason, and it's up to you to take it to those people, right? It doesn't mean that you shove it down their throat. Don't do that. Don't stand on a street corner and tell people they're going places they don't want to go, right? Don't do that. Don't be weird. (laughs) Be kind. Be loving. Be humble. Be like Jesus. Be a person of prayer, walking with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit be your strength and show you these things to do. But take the time to pray and to ask God, is there a way that, I'm, that I can be sharing hope? Is there a way that I could be doing this? Is there something in my skill set, in my hands, that maybe I've making some, been making some excuses about? You know, I, maybe you have these abilities you kind of know about. You're kind of like, oh, maybe I write songs. Like, that's what I was like, right? But you didn't want to share it with people because it's scary and it's personal. And it's a lot of work. Maybe that's how you feel. I don't know. Maybe you have no idea how you want to share hope. Maybe you feel like you're doing it already, and you probably are. But keep that prayer conversation open with the Lord so that you're remembering, this is something that God's done for me, and I have the hope for eternity in my life, and I want other people to have that. The longer you're a Christian, I believe the the stronger your desire should be to reach other people. I believe that over time, God transforms us to think more otherly, right? <laughs> when we become a Christian, we're, we probably start out pretty selfish. I remember as a kid, I was like, don't let me go to hell, please, right? It was, that was all. That was it. I was just, I don't want to go to hell. I was a really scared child. Uh, <laughs> still, now nah, here we go. Still dealing with fear. Working it out. But I was very, like, I would, I would literally just be in tears. I would run to my parents' room at night. I was like, somebody's going to break in. Like, my, the light globe in my fan is going to fall on my bed and light it on fire. And I'm going to burn it. Like, I had all these problems. Okay, so anyway, like I said, working it out. (laughs) But why am I sharing this with you? Because I just was worried about myself. And over time, I still got a long way to go. 
But over time, God's helped me to become more otherly in my mind and thinking more about others, which is a testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit and that he's slow to anger, right? That he's still faithful to me to change me. And if that's who he is, and if I'm thankful for who God is, it's worth sharing. And I think it's really, really important. Just uh, one more verse to kind of remind you of your hope today. Revelation 21.4. This is our eternal hope that we have. Do you have that one? There you go. This is the end of the story. Wherever we're at today is not the end of the story, but this is the end of the story. God, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Whatever brokenness you see in the world today, and there's plenty of it, whatever people you know who have lost hope, that's not the end of the story. There's more to the story, and we are a part of it. We are a part of what God is doing in the earth, and you're part of it, your story, your little 10% matters. God has chosen you. You're not sitting in these seats for an accident. You're not in Fort Dodge or wherever you live by accident. You're here on purpose. So live your life on purpose. Live your life being faithful to what God has called you to do. Put in the work, but also realize that in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect. God will be seen through your life as you just surrender rest, live, have the friendships with people who don't know Jesus and be a kind person, but also trust that God is gonna work through your life and you have no idea what impact that could have. But let's be a faithful people. Let's take these songs. If you wanna start being intentional, sharing hope by using the album, do it. Share the crap out of that thing. I don't care. Give it away. (laughs) Take those songs because they're just the Bible. It's just the Bible. That's all it is in song form. And it's powerful. So take it, give it away, and pray about ways that you can intentionally share hope. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa. 50501 or you can call us at 515-955-6222